Welcome to Here's the Thing with Brant Mayberry, where we talk fitness, lifestyle, human nature, and everything in between. You are now tuned in to Here's the Thing with Brant Mayberry. Welcome to the first official podcast, guys. We got some video rolling. If you can see me on video, you cannot see the podcast microphone setup. A few house rules. This is going to be one of the first few podcasts. You're probably going to hear my dog, Bella, barking, playing, chewing. I got her on a bone right now, so hopefully she doesn't chew that up. Number two, I don't know about you guys, but this COVID-19 shit is absolutely wrecking me. I can hardly breathe today. So much so I almost thought about going to urgent care. I think it's absolutely the weirdest shit. I mean, I don't know if anyone has been ex- experiencing it like I have. I feel like a, a few of you have, but I used to do cardio, incredible amounts of cardio, and I still work out all the time. I was riding my bicycle most of the summer, 100 miles a week, 75 to 100 miles a week. Uh, hitting the gym two or three times a week like I always have for years and years. And, you know, I bent over to pick up Bella. She probably weighs 35 pounds, maybe 40 pounds, hopefully, hopefully 40 pounds uh, today. And it took me 20 seconds to catch my breath. I sounded a little bit like this. Now, I don't usually sound like that unless I've been sprinting. And apparently now, picking up my puppy and walking up the stairs. So that's where I'm at lately, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, which leads me to my next point, Um, Sober October, which we're going to talk about real quick. But if you are watching the video or you get a chance to see this video, I do apologize. The weird snake stand that I have it on that attaches to the desk, um, it's wobbly. So you might see a lot of wobbling in this video, especially if, if Bella wants to end up playing at some point. Um... Or if I have to get up at some point. But I got my dog dad coffee cup right here. So we're good to go. It's got some coffee in it. And we're going to talk. We're going to talk a lot today about Sober October. And what that really means. And how it translates into life. Because I'm not doing it right. And that's why I'm talking about the COVID-19 stuff. Because shit happens and shit comes up in life. I'm not hitting the gym anymore right now. It's it's that bad. COVID-19's got that bad for me. That I'm not going to the gym until... Until I can breathe. Um, I tried to get into the doctor the other day and they wouldn't let me do that. And so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do here. So this may be the first and last podcast you guys ever hear or see from me. So that's exciting and scary stuff. So I started with the intention, Sober October, you know, in my head. In my head, I built it up as, okay, 31 days. Nothing. I'm not doing anything wrong. No drugs and alcohol. No overeating. No bad foods. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Sober October, I'm going to really do it. You know, you start creating that uh, idea in your head that you're going to be perfect and that there's going to be perfection. And for some reason, I don't know if this is environmental or societal. Maybe we built it up in society. Maybe it's a cultural thing. But it's like whenever you go after a goal, why the fuck does it have to be perfect execution? It doesn't matter if it's a one-hour goal, a one-week goal, or a 10-year goal. We always assume that it has to go exactly right. 
And even for me, somebody who I would say plans a little better because I plan for obstacles. Sometimes I still think like that. So you think like that in your head, you get perfection built up in your head. And then I made these rules, you know, no alcohol for 30 days because I didn't want to do 31 days because Halloween's my girlfriend's favorite and I need to be freed up on Halloween. You know, you don't got to, you don't got to commit your entire life to something. So that was number one, no alcohol for 30 days. Well, that was on October 1st that I made that rule. And by October 3rd, I think I ruined that rule. So, so then I was like, okay, well, sober October is not done necessarily. I'm just going to limit my alcohol because my goal wasn't to change my entire life and never drink again. My goal was to just get everything under control, which I have been doing, even though I've had some alcohol. So I don't think I ruined that rule of sober October. Number two, I was going to work out like freaking mad. I was going to lose some pounds. I was going to eat good. I was going to feel good. And well, I just told you that I'm dying of COVID or something. And, uh, and I'm not going to the gym now. So this whole, I was going to work, I was going to exercise really hard at least three times a week. I was going to do a lot more cardio. All of that's out the window. Now, if I'm a normal person, a normal American, maybe a normal human being, I'm not really sure. Definitely American. I just go, well, sober January. Here I come. I guess I can't do it this month. And then I would have binged the and binge drank and done everything opposite because that's what most people do but what i'm thinking is no sober october isn't ruined because of covid and because i had some celebrate celebratory drinks it's not ruined at all I'm still on the path. I didn't fall off. You guys keep thinking when you set these goals that you're falling off just because you're not being perfect. And I think that's a little fucking ridiculous. Don't you? I don't, you're never going to hit your goals if you think everything's going to go perfect. So that's kind of my sober October update. Um, oh, I'm not doing many energy drinks. Uh, I'm a big fan of zero calorie energy drinks. Um, for a few reasons. Number one, hot coffee makes my teeth incredibly sensitive to the point where Sensodyne is not that helpful. And that's not great. Number two, um, I feel like you build a tolerance to like everything. You know what I mean? So I'll go like a month with just straight coffee every day, every morning, afternoon, whatever. I'll drink coffee all day or just a couple cups in the morning. doesn't really matter. To this point, the next month, I'll switch over to like energy drinks and I'll notice a difference. Even if the caffeine content's relatively the same, probably, which it probably is, I still feel a difference. It's like I build a tolerance to coffee. So then I get off the coffee train, get on the zero cow, zero sug energy drinks. Most anything you should be consuming, by the way, should be zero sugar and zero calorie, and I'm talking liquid, folks, eat your sugar calories. It's way more fun. Don't drink that shit. So the moral of that story is, is another Sober October rule was that I was going to do no energy drinks or limit my energy drinks. And guess what? I started with that perfection idea of I'm not going to have one energy drink all month. Well, guess fucking what? 
I had one or two so far. What are we at? The ninth. But I was having one every single day last month. Twice a day, actually. I was having one when I woke up, and I was having one when I got to my, my warehouse for my new business. So I was having two a day. So don't you think two in a nine-day span versus two a day? Isn't that improvement? Why, why would I just, well, sober October's done. No, I'm already doing better. I'm already doing better. Speaking of better, um, the, the caffeine... Being a vasodilator, I feel like that's helping me breathe a little bit better. I feel like you guys aren't having an issue hearing me go <gasps> every other word, which literally it was like that a little bit ago while I was reading reading my book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you don't know who Simon Sinek is, you probably should. He's not well-known, but he's an incredibly smart guy. He's pretty well-known, just not by a lot of people. Who aren't innovative. Get innovative. No Simon Sinek. You should start reading too. This is part of my morning routine. I get up. I practice my gratitude. Practice your gratitude now more than ever in the world too. I mean, literally, literally it's 2020. Uh, if, if Mother Nature is the bitch we think she is and 2020 is her karma... There's no way we're getting out of this alive. So you should be practicing gratitude every day. You should be really grateful you're alive every day this year for fucking sure. So sometimes like I'll read this book. If you can't see the book, <clears throat> it's the Daily Stoic. Um, <clears throat> just to keep things into perspective, Stoicism is just basically realism. It's just looking at things for what they are. And what they are in 2020 is a mind fuck. It's a mind fuck this year. And so you should be waking up like I do every day and practicing gratitude. Think of three things is my thing that you're really grateful for. Um, I like to look at experiences that I had. I had a couple drinks with some friends yesterday. It was great. It was fun. I reflected on it. I got smiles. I am grateful for my dog. Most of the time, at least, <laughs> at least right away in the morning when I let her out and she's all cuddly for about the first two minutes and she realizes she's a puppy and it's playtime so i'm grateful for her a lot sometimes i'm just grateful for my bed because there's hundreds of thousands if not millions of people not waking up in a bed at all they're waking up on a floor or on the street concrete grass whatever they're waking up in the cold i'm just thankful that i get to wake up in a temperature controlled environment sometimes i mean the shit we take for granted you know and one of the reasons why I do all of this, these morning routines and shit, I guess, is because I don't want to, I don't want life to smack me in the face and wake me up. That's what a lot, that's, the people, there's a type of people, and it is a lot of us, where we just kind of live our life, and live our life in this routine, an inherent routine, and we don't change anything, or we don't, we're not awake, we're not conscious, we're not understanding that of life we just here in the western civilization especially in america it's hard to understand that you're still a product of nature like bad shit's gonna happen even though you live in a society with walls and buildings and windows and temperature controlled environments and flip a switch lighting and all kinds of shit shit's still gonna go wrong and so doing this daily gratitude and reading and learning and continuing to realize that you might develop some lung issues one day. 
and you'll never feel the same again, potentially. I don't want to wake up one day and get kicked in the face by life thinking I had it all figured out. And then struggle hits. So that's a good reason to practice a morning routine and waking up knowing that you get this time. Tomorrow's a long shot. I don't care what age you're at, you know? I mean, when I was younger, I never thought like that because I guess I was in my early 20s. And I was like, yeah, you know, people die in their early 20s. I've had friends die and I've, I've heard of people younger than me dying several occasions. But it doesn't happen a lot. But it could happen to you. It could happen to me. And it could happen at any point. So practice your gratitude in the morning because, God damn it, you may not fucking do it again tomorrow. And you know what else it does? It gets you in a good mind, in a good mind where you're happy and when you're happy, you can be productive because guess what? You can't be grateful and angry at the same time. Try being really pissed off and super grateful to be alive. I'll talk to you in about 30 years because you're never going to figure it out. You're going to sit there and meditate on that forever and you'll never figure that out. But you should be learning too. So that's what I spend my mornings doing. Gratitude and learning. I just think it's so fucking important to do every day. Especially this year in 2020. 2020 is absolutely off the rocker, guys. I don't even know where else to go with that. It's it's fire nados, six and seven hurricanes at a time, and the whole world just seems to be crumbling down. There's no greater time than to be absolutely thankful for the time now. And if you live in the Midwest, I don't know if it pisses you off, but the ups and downs of the weather really fucks with me, really fucks with me. And so what I have to do, especially because it goes up and down right now between pretty cold. If you're not in the Midwest, it'll range from 40 degrees when I'm waking up to getting up to 85 degrees like it did yesterday. Um, so you have the heat cranked in the morning and the AC cranked at night. Or in the day, because then it gets cold at night again, which is fucking stupid. And we're coming into winter, where a lot of us are going to suffer from seasonal affective disorder. And if you don't know what that is, it stands for, it's SAD, S-A-D, S-A-D, seasonal affective disorder. And I suffer immensely from it. So if there's another thing that this gratitude and getting a sound mind and reading and shit can help you with, uh, it's definitely that. Because if you're not in the Midwest or you don't know like what the cold is really about, um, it's about never leaving your house for a long period of time until it's warm. And uh, some of us don't like to survive like that. I like to get out in the nature. It's pretty neat out there. It's good for you. Nature's really good for you. Nature's so good for you. I read a study once. Uh, it said two, two total hours in nature a week, walking in nature, being like, like literally in the wilderness, not like walking around your fucking block, um, reduces anxiety and depression by an astounding amount, which is unsurprising to me because it's so funny that we all have this. Oh, my computer chair just broke. That's really interesting. <laughs> okay. 
we all have this uh, facade that the depression and anxiety that we're going through currently is like normal or it's normal for us as the individual. I don't really know if you guys have ever looked at it like this, but don't you think that some of it could be based on where we're at as human beings in this society? Because if you look into human nature a little bit, imagine you right now, no difference except the environment, 100 years ago. Let's place you back 100 years ago. Well, you wouldn't be able to listen or watch this podcast. I wouldn't be able to make it. I wouldn't be looking at my computer screen as well. I wouldn't have two screens in front of me. Most of us have one screen in front of us literally at all times. So we wouldn't have any of those issues because can you, for a moment, think about how much you scroll and how much actual information you're getting? Because whether or not you're consciously reading every post, looking at every picture, subconsciously you're trying to capture all of that shit and you're scrolling post to post to post to post every few seconds and your brain has to try to either ignore or read and translate all that information now a hundred years ago you couldn't scroll you couldn't make the video you couldn't listen to the podcast you couldn't get on the computer you couldn't see all that information do you think that you would be less anxious if you couldn't hear watch see the podcast and scroll all the time for sure you wouldn't be as anxious you're you're anxious because of sensory overload you're depressed because of all of the bullshit that you're seeing on social media you're depressed because of all of the instagram posts aka highlight reels of people's lives you realize when you see these and go oh, they look really happy or she or he looks really great or they live a crazy good life. You know, like people don't put their worst fucking moments on social media. Did you have any idea of that? People don't put their worst. It's a highlight reel, not the wall of shame. They don't call it Facebook wall of shame. You wouldn't want to follow people who put posts up. Yeah, you know, flat tire. Yeah, I'm crying right now. Yeah, I got in a fight with my mom. You wouldn't want to see that fucking bullshit all the time. Some of you do. Some of you like to live in that dramatic world. But most of you want to see some good shit. You want to see highlight reels. But then you get depressed from it. So don't you think that 100 years ago you'd be less depressed? Because 100 years ago especially, you weren't seeing anything from different people you were just around your family you weren't seeing people doing all kinds of crazy shit like you are now like you don't have the money to do it or the capabilities or the talents or the giftedness or the resources or whatever you didn't know that you could do all that stuff back then there's no way you were as depressed then as you are now assuming you are the 100 year old person that i'm talking about i don't know i got myself confused there so you'd be less anxious and less depressed. So it kind of makes sense when you look at it like that, that nature is a healing technique because regardless of society, regardless of culture, regardless of where we're at, we are still human beings and it took a long time 
a long time to make us. And because it took a long time to make us, and not a long time that technology has been around, our evolutionary processes, our wiring, our understanding, and the way we work wasn't designed around technology. Because technology's really only been around for like 50 to 100 years. I don't know. Someone looked that up. There's no way that this crazy technology has been around for more than 100 years. So you're talking about a organism that systematically changes itself based on the environment at hand over thousands, tens of thousands, and millions of years. And we've had this shit for 50 years. 50 years. How much do you think your brain, your wiring has changed to assimilate to adapt to this stuff to the technology to to the scrolling to the information overload to the wow i i need to be rich i also need to be traveling all the time i also need to have the perfect body but i also need to be the perfect spouse the perfect dad or mom the perfect everything because of what you're seeing on social media none of that shit existed back then no one fucking cared about that shit. What you cared about was getting the job done and continuing the trek onward for humanity. That's human nature. And when you look at it like that, we're in a real weird time. When you look at it like that, we're in such a weird time. Because none of this makes any sense. The technology, COVID, none of this makes any sense. And we're not prepared or equipped to handle it as human beings. We're learning on the go as we always have and as we always will. And if you think you've figured it all out, you're in the wrong room, bro. You're in the wrong room, chica. If you think you've got it all figured out, then you're either A, closed-minded, or B, you're doing better than everyone around you. And I guarantee there's other people out there doing it better, harder, and making it look way easier than you. You know? I'm just saying. Now, my chair broke again. So we're going to try to fix that. And, uh, nope. That's just going to have to sit there like that. So, sorry, if you're listening to this, you're hearing me play with my chair probably right now. So, human nature, COVID. Finite life. What a scary, crazy time to be alive. We live in one of the best times in the world. Um, all right, excuse me. We live in one of the best times in history with the most problems, the most anxiety about it, the most depression, the most issues, the most suicide, the most, literally the most problems for how easy it's supposed to be, for how convenient, for how... Um, mitigated stress is supposed to be we're like incredibly fucking stressed out right it doesn't make any sense so you need to get out in the nature and if you can't get out in the nature like your boy here in the midwest iowa where seasonal affective disorder is going to get to you and why do you think seasonal affective disorder even exists and is a real thing hmm because you're affected by the seasonal fact that you can't fucking leave your house for six months if you live in Iowa. And if you don't live in Iowa and you're like, oh, you can't leave your house for like six months. Yeah, I'm being a little bit exaggerated, but check this out. Last winter, we went from negative 40 
to over 40 Fahrenheit in one week. A hundred, 100 degree change. 100 degrees. You, could, you couldn't go outside for more than a few minutes without risking life and limb to you could go outside just fine and really just go out with a, a coat or a good sweatshirt. That is the issue. The issue is, is you can't go outside. You're, a season, you're seasonally affected because you can't go outside and do things. Why do you think you love summer so much? Oh, I get to have drinks on the patio. It's not just the drinks because you can drink in winter inside or on your fucking patio in a coat. It's the fact that it's nice. It's aesthetically pleasing. People are outside doing stuff, so it feels more alive. It feels like um, it's nicer. People are in a better mood. But you're outside where you're supposed to be, where humans are supposed to be in the elements. You know, this anxiety and depression, this stems from the lack of having real stress in our lives. And I'll bring it back to human nature. Is that is that Russell in the bush over there? Is that a rabbit or is that a tiger? That's the human nature evolutionary design we have going on in our head. And we don't have to wonder if that's a tiger in the bushes. We don't have to wonder if we're going to wake up tomorrow or be eaten tonight in our sleep. We don't have to wonder if we're going to be in a better situation or a hellhole tomorrow because of life being so consistent nowadays. So we can't get that stress anywhere without without physically demanding it. And this would be going to the gym, working a manual labor job. You know, a lot of the people that I know that work manual labor jobs or work out really hard, they're usually the most relaxed and chill, least issue having people that I know. Their anxiety is always down and controlled. Their depression is always, well, gone. They're never depressed, it seems like. I mean, I'm sure they get hit with it. But anxiety and depression is your body saying, hey, we're evolutionarily designed to handle stress. And there's no stress. So what do you do? You create stress. You create issues. You create problems because that's how we feed. Human beings feed off of that. We like to overcome. We don't like to succumb. We like to overcome challenges. That's the human nature in us. That's why, oh, I don't go to the gym because I don't care about getting in shape. That ain't everything, man. You don't need to have abs. You don't need to be incredible shape just to be in incredible shape. What you need is to keep your mental right and and that's going through stress not necessarily a traumatic experience not the stress of well billy has a way better body than me on instagram or sally's traveling to china and i have to go to fucking work it's not that kind of stress that kind of stress ain't helping jack shit it is putting yourself through stress, overcoming scenarios, overcoming a hard workout, overcoming a hard but productive day. You know, some of your hardest days, I bet if you could recount them, you lay your head on the pillow at night and go, ha, I feel good about myself. You know, even if you fucking hated the day, you ever had to work a really shitty, shitty hard day and you were just, just so happy and so relieved to get off of work. 
that nothing else mattered. Joe Rogan said it best on the JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience, um, which you should listen to. I wonder if he's going to listen to this. Hey, Joe, shout out. Um, his last Sober October, or maybe two Sober Octobers ago, he said uh, to a guy on his podcast, he said, you know, I just completed my Sober October. I was doing four to six hour workouts a day, and I'll tell you what. When you work out for four hours in a day, intense as fuck, you could just sit back and watch the whole world burn, man. You don't give a fuck what's going on around you. There is no drama worth your time or mental energy because you just overcame some big-ass stress in a four-hour intense workout. That's why. That's why Joe said that. And that's why it's real and right and correct is because you really – don't care if you had a long, hard day or if you went and pushed yourself and physically demanded more from yourself that day. You don't really give a shit what's going on or um, the drama online or issues with the world. You don't give a fuck about that stuff unless it's affecting you individually and you have to do something about it right then and there. You don't really care because you already physically went through all the stress. You already physically did all the bullshit. It's all gone. It's all done. And then you wake up to fight another day. But that's what this is. This is why you wake up and practice gratitude. This is why you wake up realizing that the day must go on. That you must be in a good mind, in a sound mind. I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better if you do that kind of shit. Understand human nature. Understand that you're causing your own stress if you're not pushing good stress along. Because that's how human beings grow, thrive, and survive. And guess what? If you're not growing, you're dying, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.